much better when you do it out of want to than when you do it out of have to. Well, and it's better for everyone around you, too. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My poor family. That's Mike Willen, the nester. Some things you do have to do, but some things you don't. And one of the things that you don't have to do, New Year's resolutions. And it's the season of goals and resolutions, a whole new year, stretching ahead, inviting us to shape it. But how do you go about shaping it? Most of it's just going to happen without asking our permission anyway, right? But the parts we can control or influence, how do we think about that? Well, that is this episode of the Hopeology Podcast. I'm Gary, dad of Michaelin, the nester, whose words you just heard. She's the author of the Nesting Place blog and book, and I'm also the dad of Emily, author of Grace for the Good Girl and Million Little Ways, and the blog Chatting at the Sky. Together with our families, wives, kids, husbands, we're a family of hopers. Hopeology is a movement, a quiet, gentle revolution of perspective and hope. At Hopeology, you find hope in the three areas where we're most often discouraged, our homes, our families, and our souls. You can join this journey of hope at Hopeology.com. In this episode, you don't have to. You don't have to do New Year's resolutions and goals. There's more than one or two ways to be purposeful, and the process, the way we think about it, the new year, and the change we want to have happen, that can be just as personal as our goals. We don't have to copy how others automatically think of a new year. So, Michael and Emily and I are going to try to be examples of that, to try to show how we're all different, and not only our plans are personal, but so is how we plan. So let's go. One of the ways to be purposeful is to have a New Year's resolution and uh, or a whole bunch of them and write them down and then not do them. Uh, another way, <laughs> another or maybe you do do them because sometimes you do. Another way is to have goals that you do for the year. And so we've done that. Our family's done that, having goals and sitting down and talking about them at the beginning of the year for the following year. Uh, but there are a whole – there's other ways too because every – we're all different, and the season of your life that you're in at a certain time when you make a goal or a resolution or, or have something you want to do is different. Different things are going on. There's other ways of doing things. And so sometimes you might feel intimidated or wrong if you don't do something by having a goal or having a resolution. The process and the way that you think about a goal can be as personal as your goal. So we're going to use ourselves as an example of that. Having something that you want, but maybe not doing it the way everybody else does it or the way that you think it should be done, the way that you've heard of it being done. So I'll go first. Good. Yes. (laughs) So let me go first. (laughs) Maybe you should go first. No, no. Because I've already talked. No, I want you to talk. Uh, Okay. So um, uh, the radio station I work at just was um, ended. It was sold. And none of the people working there are going to have those jobs. So I'm 63 years old. I've gone around the country for 20 or 30 years following radio jobs. It's been awesome, but I don't want to follow radio jobs anymore and leave and want to be with family. That's important. We prayed years ago about putting down roots and having a support system in a certain area. We've got that now. We've been here 12 years, but that means that the thing that I've always done and how I've made my living, how the Lord has provided for me, it's not going to be done that way. It's going to be done some different way, but I don't know what that different way is. And I have things I've been interested in for a long time 
And, uh, you know, that's a whole other story about how that plays in with uh, losing the vocation. But bottom line is I have time now, an opportunity to do some things maybe that I've thought that I wanted to do. And so in a sense, you could say the Lord's calling my bluff. <laughs> you could in a way, right? right? Like, like inside a while ago, Luke was in there. How old's Luke? Eight. Eight. And, and John told him, uh, hey, Luke, you need a haircut. And uh, so I was joking with Luke. I go, I said, uh, I'll cut your hair, buddy. Okay. He says, okay. Mm-hmm. He knows I'm just messing with him, you know. I said, well, I don't have any scissors. He goes and gets the scissors. He sits down on, on my knee. He goes and gets his iPad and starts playing a game and says, go ahead. <laughs> so he called my bluff. Right. You know? Like, do what you said and, you were going to uh, do. <clears throat> and John said, Poppy, I think you've met your match. <laughs> Okay, so same thing here. Oh, Gary, let's see. You've prayed for years. You've talked about something, and time was definitely an issue for it, so now you have the time. So now what I'm, what I'm thinking of is I'd just like to get through the next six or eight weeks. That's my goal. Well, it's really That's my resolution in a way. It's interesting that you just lost your job and you said, and now I have an opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like most people wouldn't see losing their job maybe as an opportunity. Well, uh, you might not, but if you've, if you've been... Uh, uh, praying about it and mm-hmm. thinking about it for a long time, you st- you might see that as, oh, the Lord was uh, planning this all along. This isn't something that just came up. He was planning this all along, and the way he prepared me was to make me sort of frustrated in some ways, not overall, but in some ways, so that I would think about what I really wanted to do or what I would like to do or other things. And so then then when the other th- when the change happens, I know what I want to do. I don't have to go off and drive the country for six months to find myself or to figure it out. So my goal is to survive and to try something for the next six to eight weeks or so and to see how that feels and see what that looks like and what might happen. So I couldn't plan for a year. It'd be crazy. Resolution, I don't have a clue what that would be. It's like, just do these things that are on this note card because I have one note card and I have everything on one note card. I was going to ask if you wrote It's all on one note card. (laughs) It's just making yourself sit down and do it and having a way to keep my butt in the chair there's only one way to find out, and that's to do it. And I'll use your uh, the, the good part is like I'll use your mom, my uh, Brenda, as a as a uh, barometer. If she's antsy and nervous, if she's not encouraged, if she's afraid, then I'll want to do something to try to help that. That's how it looks to me right now. And everybody's different. We're all in a different spot. But I used to think in bigger chunks. But it's like that's crazy. Every three months, I change my mind about something, you know, or six months. So three or four months is about max to, to think about it for me. But that's just me. Well, and I like that that makes it not feel like, because I think a lot of times people come February, March, they feel like, oh, I made this thing in January, but now I'm changing it or I failed. But it's like, well, how about we just redefine failure and success as a six to eight week goal? Like in some ways, I think that's freeing for me to think about it that way, even though someone else might be like, yeah, a year's great. But then it becomes like, no, I just know I'm going to change it. If you plan on changing it or plan on rethinking it, then it feels like success, <laughs> you know, instead of like, oh, I didn't do the thing I said I was going to do or it didn't last as long as I thought it would last. <laughs> yeah, your expectation. So if you just change your expectation, it can change how the whole thing feels. Right. And nothing, even though nothing's different except the way you think about it. Otherwise, you're waiting till next year to start again. Right. I guess I just have to wait till <laughs> next January. Oh my gosh. I've done that. <laughs> so we're using ourselves as examples, Yeah. So, but each of us are kind of different. And so... You know, listening, you would say that, you know, you would be different too, but maybe this will be an example 
of how to really personalize the way you think about the near and uh, medium you know, future. So what are, your, what are yours? Um, well, mine's the same. It just happened to correlate with now being the new year, but it's something that we've thought about for a few months. You know, I've been whining about being tired <laughs> since we started this podcast in April. That's <laughs> all I talk I've about whining every about. time. <laughs> so, yeah, I think even moving 14 times in 20 years, eventually that just kind of wears you down. And so the blog's been a full-time job. Chad hasn't been working, and we started Hopology and had fun things at our house. All of those things are wonderful, and I love them, but I haven't taken good breaks. I've been online for seven years, and I've taken a couple weeks off, but I haven't gone a month without checking my email, and I think that's that can be a really unhealthy thing. And so October... We had an intervention. Yeah, I had about... I asked for the intervention. She asked for Never it. asked for your own intervention. But I was... It works much better that way when you ask for it, It's though. much less awkward. <laughs> no surprises. I don't like surprises. So, so, yeah, we came to Emily's house, and Chad and I were just... We just said, help. How do we think about this? Because I'm exhausted. He's tired of being at home, and is kind of looking for a job, but didn't really... We wanted to be careful of how he approached that. I needed a break desperately. And so our goal was for me to take a break, but I couldn't start the next week. I had to plan for the break, and October is, you know, the, a busy online time, October, November, December. So we planned for the break to start middle, end of December, and last for a month. I think I might push it to six weeks maybe. Um, but the goal was, what do you have to do in order that you can take a break in three months? And it was really freeing just to think about that was exciting, even though I knew my break wasn't going to be for three more months. And it took that long to clear my calendar to finish. I think I had a list of like 21 items. I even counted up the hours. 21 items? Yes, of like things that I had said yes to that I really couldn't get out of. By the way, that reminds me, I saw an interview with Simon Cowell. It was probably two years ago. And he said every day of his life for the next two years was scheduled. Oh, gosh. gosh. That makes me want to... Go and check myself it, into it. It made him feel that way too. That's right. <laughs> I sometimes feel like my ultimate goal is just to have a free schedule for a good chunk of time. And as creative people, which we all are in different ways, if I start scheduling out all of my time, then I never create. And I that's one of the main things I felt like I lost was I was no longer a creative that did other things. I was a person that did a lot of work that had no time to create anymore. And I feel like creating things, whether it's creating dinner or creating something fun that I can talk about on the blog or just something for my own self, those are the things that make me me. And if I don't have that, I have absolutely nothing as far as the job that I'm trying to do. I don't have anything to offer anyone else. So how do you do that? Stop everything. Do you do you schedule being free? Yeah. I had to schedule being free. Which seems so weird. It, it seems seem so weird, and it was really hard. I feel like I am pretty good at saying no to things. It was really hard to say no, especially had some really fun opportunities, some with friends. I mean, I said no to everything. It's all stuff you want, though. Good stuff you want to say yes to, and you want to do it, and it makes people happy, and it makes you happy. But then if it's too much, right? it doesn't. Yeah, it becomes worthless. So I have... A few months or weeks ago, I put up my email um, auto response, which is always feels good because you feel like everyone that emailed you at least knows I'm not going to be reading this. 
And that's what I said. I'm not going to be reading this. So email me back later. So I feel like that's kind of taken care of. I don't have, you know, people wondering what's going on with that. I wish I had that for my text because I'm really bad at following up on texts because they require a decision a lot of times. They're not just like, hey, how you doing? It's kind of, can we get together such and such? And right now in my life, that becomes a burden because I love people and I want to get together with my friends, but I know that I need to stay home, but I don't want to say no. So I'll let that text linger. And I wish I had a way just to say, hello, this is an auto text response. <laughs> this is a new app you've never heard of. You know, you could just cut and paste that every time. I've never heard of this app, but it's responding to you and Michaelin's not going to be checking her texts for two months because I love my friends, but I feel awkward saying, I can't even get together with friends right now because I'm in a place where I need to be together with myself for a while. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds like the Hopologist has to take the Hopologist's own advice. Right. I think I'm going to join Hopology. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, we're all in the same boat. Right. Right? So, yes. What's your New Year's resolution then? <laughs> right. Okay. So the next question everyone asks is like, so what are you going to do during your break? Right? <laughs> yeah. And at first That's I so felt rude. so bad. Like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything planned. Thought, Hold on. And then you thought, oh no, that is the plan. Right. Um, and I feel okay. like I can't come back until I feel, I can't say like, okay, on January 13th. Because right, you might not noon, know, right? Yeah, like I can't let that happen. It could be, I might feel great in two weeks. And I've taken breaks before where I thought, I think we talked about this, like, I'm going to go to the movies by myself and pour popcorn all over myself. <laughs> I'm going to every day. What? And it never happens. You just imagine what you'll do if you have yeah, a like, break. Oh. You're going to dip different. your face in fudge. And, right. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to binge watch Netflix for three and days. And I ended up like writing. And it was wonderful. Because <laughs> right. you didn't have to. Because yeah. I didn't have yeah. to. Yeah. I'm allowed it to means do you anything really, I want. You really want to do this stuff. Right. Right. You just, it's not a good feeling though when you have to. Yes, I don't want it's to the same have with parenting to, and sounds everything, you know? so baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm 63 and I feel the same way. When I was a kid and, and I'd have homework and I'd bring home the homework I was supposed to read, I never read the homework. It was always work to read the homework I had to read, but I loved going to, <laughs> later on, a few chapters in the future, I could sit there for an hour and a half and just of read. the same oh, book? Yes, in the oh, same gosh. book. Oh, this is fascinating. <laughs> So it's just part of right. being human, probably. It's so much better when you do it out of want to than when you do it out of have to. Well, too. and it's better for everyone around you, too. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. My poor family. So there's two examples. I'm trying to serve. One is trying to survive the next six to eight weeks and learn something. One is wanting to just stop and how, do you des- how would you describe that? And be free to... Be a person. To be a person if you... Yeah, I okay. don't know how to describe it. I'll tell you when it's over. Yeah. Okay, and then and then another one. Here's another another example would be Emily. Well, I took a break from my blog, which my work is different from yours in a certain way. But um, this past summer, I took seven weeks where I didn't write on the blog a stitch, and I've been writing at Chatting at the Sky for now. Now it's it was it's been almost nine years. Now this January will be nine years. And I'd never taken a long break, like you said. And I don't, but then I thought, like, I don't know why. Like, there's no reason not to, except for just, not, I haven't really wanted to or felt like I totally needed to. But I took seven weeks off. And number one, no one seemed to notice. <laughs> um, so that told me something. I mean, people noticed, but they more noticed when I came back. Like, oh, I've missed hearing from you or that kind of thing. And I also noticed that I thought I was just going to take a couple weeks off, but it took me three whole weeks to realize, oh, this is, it just, I realized it took me three weeks to actually get into the mode of taking a break. Um, and then I, t- and then I took four weeks of enjoying it. 
so that was the summer when the kids were off school. So that was good timing for me and what I was doing. But, um, but now recently, it's funny, again, I don't know that it's because it's January. I think it is just because I've had some time like, you know, over the Christmas break, you know, just to sort of think and you know how you do. And, you know, like I said, been writing on the blog for nine years. And when I think about the work that I do, even chatting at the sky and in Hopeology, um, you know, my role in Hopeology is sort of the soul element and, and encouraging hope in the places where our souls are most often discouraged. And I have sort of a renewed motivation to become relentlessly helpful to the souls of others and to sort of be a kind companion for people as they explore those things that make their souls come alive, but we need space to do that. And so I feel like chanting at the sky has always been, my tagline has always been creating space for your soul to breathe. And I think that I have, I have a newfound desire to do that for myself, for my own self, and to know, really know what that looks like. So when I think about 2015, um, and in some ways, I, I'm not planning the whole year, but I am thinking through the year in a way because I have a book releasing in August. And so I feel like when I have a project that I know is coming later in the year and that you don't have any control that I that that is coming no matter what um, I sort of have to think through the year as a whole chunk because I'm thinking you know I get requests to speak or to do different things which a lot of people do you have to plan out certain events that are going to happen way eight months in the future 15 months in the future whatever and you have to decide to say yes or no and so I've thought about I know that book's coming out in August, no matter what, and I'm so excited about the book. I'm excited about the message of that book. Um, but I also know that in my personal life, my girls are starting middle school in, in uh, September, August, the end of August. That can be scary. And it's scary, and there's things in my own soul that's like, I need space for my soul to to grasp what that's going to look like. And so when I think about the year... Um, I want to be able to be present for them, like both physically and emotionally. So I realize um, when I'm traveling and speaking and stuff, that doesn't just take up that weekend. That takes up two weeks before and a week after. So it's really like a three and a half week commitment. You have to prepare (laughs) and be in the Right, in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that takes away from the writing, that takes away from the thinking, that takes away from the being present. And so if I'm doing that too often, I just don't want to do that too often, I guess is the whole point I'm trying to say. you know, the internet is a loud and crazy place. It is for me. It is for everyone. I would like to chatting at the sky and Hopeology to be a corner that people can come to to sort of take a deep breath in. And in order to create that, I feel like I almost have to have that tenfold. Like I have to be able to have space to consider what does that look like for me? And be then the change you want to see. How can I? You're so quotable. <laughs> um, how can I then invite others into that space not because I have an I'm an expert on it but because I want to partner with people in doing that that really excites me and to think about ways of doing that that um that will be interesting and inviting and honestly when you said you have a six to eight week survival plan Mm -hmm. (laughs) plan of survival um that helps me because for January you know I'm thinking like I want to be um more mindful of writing on the blog. I want to be not not necessarily more often, but maybe set expectations of more consistently. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a so there's a certain self awareness that you have to have too, not in a selfish way, but in a way to where you're aware of what's going on and what's working around you and what's been put inside you, so that you can be useful in the lives of others to be able to cooperate with what the Lord's doing in your life so that you might cooperate with what he's doing in other people's lives. 
whether it's a resolution or whether it's a goal or whether it's, like Emily said, to be something or like Michael and said. And then for mine, you know, another example, just trying to survive six to eight weeks and to learn something. So there's probably a million other ways for each of us in the world, however you want to say that. A million little ways. I wrote a book about that. Yes. You get to say that for everybody. And that self-awareness is important so that you're not trying to put some expectation on yourself about resolutions right. or goals or you what don't that looks have to have like. A word of the year, it's okay. Mine doesn't fit you into can. a word. You can, though. You can. Yeah. You can. But I love if, words of the year. There's other <laughs> things. You don't have to, right? Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, but to be self-aware to know that there's something for you to be aiming at and for you to move in that direction, and that is as personal. That journey is as personal as the th- place you're trying to go. I think that's pleasing to the Lord when when we're cooperating with how he's doing something as much as we're cooperating with him in what he's doing. I think the goal should be, let's not have a goal till March. <laughs> you know, like, my goal is to pay attention for the next three months. That's kind of freeing. Well, there you go. To connect with the Hopeologists and to find hope and encouragement for your home, your family, and your soul, visit Hopeology.com or write to us at Hopeology at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.